Take a bump. Flat back. Just for further notice, one of you nuts is hanging out of your shorts. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our little corner of the internet. And welcome back to the Taking Liberties Pro Wrestling Podcast. Back again. It's episode 31. And we're here, of course, with our friend Max, the third man in Taking Liberties Pro Wrestling Podcast. Ah, uh, yes, sir. <clears throat> Finally back on the John. Excited to be back. Hopefully never off again. Shout out stomach viruses and shout out Jeff Jarrett. I know that motherfucker poisoned me. <laughs> Don't you know this is his world? Yeah, it's his world, brother. Yeah, I know are it's you... his world. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Are you, Max, are you one of the new talent trying to enter Jarrett's world? Man, look. Jared's trying to give me a job. I'll take a job, brother. But I ain't taking no damn guitar over my head. And I ain't getting called deaf in the middle of a ring. So. Are you saying that you're not as good as Zach Gowan? Oh, no. Zach Gowan is ten times the worker I am. But, my goodness. That motherfucker took some crazy shit. (laughs) Good for him. Yeah. I mean, hey. Yeah, Zach Gowan has my respect, but they really just do run the same gimmick over and over. So, it's a little tiring, but... Oh, I agree. That's alright. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. you can find us on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter.com at... T- was it TL Pro Rest Pod? Yep. TL Pro Rest Pod, baby. Yep, you can also check us out on Patreon if you're feeling like a crazy motherfucker want to throw a little money our way. Extra support. Patreon.com forward slash TOProRestPod. Uh, anything is super greatly appreciated. Never, ever required. Never, ever. Just listening is greatly appreciated. Unless it's appreciated, leaving us a review on iTunes. Hold on. Or other places. Speaking of just listening, you know... We just hit a milestone. We did. We hit a very, very, very special milestone to myself. We hit 1,000 listens across podcast platforms, and that is truly incredible. Yeah, including oh, YouTube, no. we're up in like 1,500 almost. Yeah, we, if we include YouTube, we're, we're, yeah, but yeah, just, we're probably closer to like 1,600, honestly. But outside of YouTube, yeah. podcast platforms, yeah, over 1,000 listens yeah thank you all very much thank you so much all you people here in the u.s and all you people out there in the in the world tl worldwide <clears throat> honestly TL going worldwide everywhere baby thank you incredibly thank you from the bottom of our hearts thank you so much yeah our black ass hearts that everybody knows are dead yes sir true with that also like i said leave us a review uh we have a new review from last week oh baby from caitlin dack five-star rating uh titled great podcast with three t's yep a really good podcast super enjoyable and fun to listen to these guys are very knowledgeable p.s more hunter please yep hunter is a draw can't deny it Good Lord, this man pops everybody. I love him, man. Yeah, he's a 
He's a cool guy. Yeah, scams and I at this point. Pretty pretty cool dude. Yes, yeah, thank he's you. Yeah, he's just cool, man. Caitlin, for your uh, your review, we appreciate it very much. We do. And uh, you can also find us on YouTube. Search us up in the little search bar. Taking liberties, per- I'm sure once you get like liberties pro, whatever, you'll yeah. they'll come in the thing. Pro wrestling podcast. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Leave us a subscription and some likes on our uh, podcast videos, and of course you can listen to us, fucking literally everywhere. I mean, you could anywhere and everywhere. I I wager a bet you couldn't find a podcast platform we're not on. Yeah, it'd be pretty damn difficult. You know, there's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, uh, Podbean, Podbean, uh, Owl, Owl, something, right? It's Owl Tail, Owl Tail, baby. Yeah. Uh, Blueberry. Mm-hmm. Oh, horn. Yep. So just so many places. I mean, I don't, I don't know where you could, where you couldn't be able to find us. Honestly, it's just, yeah. Honestly, a plethora, a multitude of places. Yeah, and we really do have listeners from all sorts of different platforms. Genuinely. Pretty, very dope. pretty neat. It's very, very neat. Also, before we, I want to say thank you to listeners one more time. Because the United States percentage of our listenership has gone down yet again. Yes, it has. We're down to 97%. Mm-hmm. 97% in the States. That means that 3% of our listenership are out abroad in the world. We're reaching out into the world, brother. I think Germany is our highest uh, international Yes. Ah, uh, yes, sir. Yeah, they really love that wrestling shit. They do really yeah, love they that do. wrestling shit. Speaking of wrestling shit, this is a TNA podcast. Uh, kind of. Oh, yeah, brother. Oh, and brother. I wish it wasn't. This week, we watched TNA Impact from July 15th, 2005. Sometimes I wish I could uh, redo that Some, decision. Yeah, sometimes I wish I could go back in time and say, Marquise, if you really want to do this, brother, I'm going to have to tell you no. I'm going to tell you why. And it's going to be in this episode is part of it, man. Yeah, Holy so, Christ. This episode was not very good. No, it's just another... But it's even worse it was a go-home. Yeah, this is a go-home show to... go-home show to No Surrender. To No Surrender 2005. And it's arguably one of the worst go-home shows I've ever seen. And I used to watch Monday Night Raw in the, like, 2012 to 2015 era. Where they literally just didn't do shit. It was really bad. It was a hard watch. I don't know. 2013 to 2015 Raw was kind of good. Retrospect, uh, back then we thought it was bad. True. Yeah. True. No, you might be right. Maybe it's I'm just remembering it wrong. The for bullshit just keeps getting lower. Well, yeah, it's because yeah. WWE is really bad. Yeah, that's, a whole that's for sure. We're not gonna. That gonna is for like sure. TNA and uh, tell these shots. <laughs> like every week. Yeah, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't shooting. We ain't, we ain't shooting on the Fed. So this episode opens with a replay of Jeff Jarrett being a massive asshole last week mm-hmm. uh, when he interrupted that match with Mikey Bats and, uh, what was it, Cassidy Riley or something? I don't remember. No, it was Zach Gowan. Was it no, Zach Gowan? that was the Zach oh, Gowan yeah. match. Though. Oh, my God, it was. You forget that. True. Yeah, 
Yeah, Mikey Batts and Zach Owen, he fucking breaks this shit. He said, bro, I've seen this match at least six times in the last two weeks from you. I am sick of you. Get out of my ring, you jabroni bitch. And of course, Mikey Batts, he's like a little bitch. And uh, Jarrett comes in. Zach Owen stands his ground. He starts bullying him, bashes his guitar over his head, and then cuts a fucking insane promo about this being his world and the new town. I hate new town. It's my world. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah, uh, yeah. Call, called Zach Gallon a, you know, deaf bastard. Pretty bunch much. Of, and so bunch of cool right. shit. Yeah. Man, I swear. I swear I, my, my stomach just said, hey, you are not allowed to shit on Jeff Jarrett on the pod next week. You are not allowed to be there. I'm like, God damn it, dude. You gotta wait. And you have waited, and now you're here. You have waited. Now is your time. Look, man. I think Jeff Jarrett's a good worker. And I know it's different times in the world. It's 16 years later. Different era. But my goodness. My goodness. That poor man's a coward, man. That man must have been like, hey, I just want to be on TV. You can you can call me whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. I respect that. I do. But I hate this motherfucker, Jeff Jarrett, man. I really do. <laughs> his world. It's his world. Still. It's always his world. We're we're still in the midst of uh, don't get it confused. Raven has the belt now, but Jeff Jarrett yeah, done. We're, we're, yeah, by a long shot. Done. We're we're still in Uh-oh. the thick of it. I know this is still Reign of Terror TNA era, brother. Yeah. Planet I'm Jarrett well aware. Yeah, we got longer. a Yeah, Planet Jarrett lasted longer than the Reign of Terror. So yeah, let's uh, yeah, we've got some uh, some some watching to go. Yeah, so you mm-hmm. better better put those feelings aside. Boom, non-factor. <laughs> Not the non-factor. So the show immediately gets into the action. We have Team Canada versus Samoa Joe and Christopher Daniels, and I thought this was super weird. Yeah, it was because really Joe and Daniels were wearing matching attire. Well, I, yeah, I, it, it was so. I was like, "Yo, wait, they both have blue trunks on? What, dude?" Okay, honestly, like, also, notice. why are they teaming together? That is what. Well, yeah, I thought me. it was very weird because I, I saw that. Samoa Joe and they were talking about Chris Saban, so I thought to myself, "Oh, well, then I assume that you know they're gonna have uh, the people fighting the pay per view team up against you know whatever." Well, yeah, you see, this That's made the, this made the psychology really weird for me that his part that well, one that Joe is already in a tag match. I was like, "What the hell is going on?" That was the first thing. Yeah, that was my, that was the first thought I had. Sure. Why is he in a tag match already? Second, I was like, why is it with Christopher Daniels? Because the psychology of this match was really weird. Because Team Canada were definitely the heels, mm-hmm. but so but they basically play baby faces. Christopher Daniels is a heel, and Samojo is uh, uh, shades of gray tweener guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a tweener right so now. So this it was super weird. The psychology was really strange in this match. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I made some notes about that. So. Uh, a bunch of cheating shit, but actually it's by Daniels and Joe. Mm. They're the ones doing the cheating in this match. Yeah. So again, the psychology gets even more flipped on its fucking head. Uh, some double team stuff. Team Canada out of a commercial. Uh, Joe saves a cover on Daniels. He's very visibly pissed off at him for it. Yep. Uh, Joe then tags in, lights them up. And then all of a sudden, Chris Saban suddenly attacked and Rudy Charles simply doesn't notice. Nope. That Samoa Joe and Chris Saban brawled all the way through the crowd out the back into like the parking lot. Didn't notice. Yeah. Didn't notice that. Yeah. And then Team Canada beat the shit out of Daniels, and then Williams hits a Canadian destroyer and wins. Yep. Yes. This match made no sense to me, and for some reason they put a whole lot of 
something on Team Canada on this episode. They said, "Dude, Team Canada, so wins. much they in really, Canada everywhere." Rub. They really put him over a lot on this episode. It was uh, and like quite I, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this just because of like? The Moors in the hospital, and they're like, well, maybe we're gonna turn these guys' faces. I I don't know. Well, they're I mean, like we're we're gonna see, but face, like, well, that's I what I mean. Know. That's like that's why it's so weird because of like things that happen in this show, and then like half of them are playing baby faces on the show, half of them are playing heels. And I know it's because of the match psychology, but like it's just such a strange decision to me, more than anything. Well, I like, mean, to to be fair. P.D. Williams is the number one contender for Chris Daniels' exhibition title. True. Yeah, true. But that doesn't excuse the fact that the psychologist match made no sense. It just didn't. And why they're establishing P.D. Williams as a heel over Chris Daniels yeah. when they're both heels. Yeah. Are they turning Daniels' face? Yeah. Why? Maybe and why would they? Yeah. And why is Samoa Joe in this match? Yeah, I couldn't enjoy this match for like all those reasons. Well, one, I, just I mean, it was that, but it. also the fact first, it's why are Samoa Joe and Daniels teaming, and also why are they wearing matching attire? Yeah, I genuinely didn't notice that just because they were teaming together. Like, I couldn't get past that at all. They were match, bro. They literally were both wearing like the shorts, and of course, Joe has his style. Like, yeah, I mean, blue I, the- I, I know, I noticed yeah, Joe's but- shorts. I just didn't notice that. Yeah, Daniels, Daniels had his shorts with like the blue on them. I, I was like, bro. I mean, I was just wondering why Samoa Joe in like his third week is already in a tag match. Well, yeah, that was a thought I had. I wasn't sure why they're already putting him up in tag matches. Like he doesn't matter so much anymore. Yeah. I, yeah. So, uh, I will say the one, a couple of the notes I just had on this match. Uh, fucking Christopher Daniels hits his sick ass calf kick and busts the shit out of Petey. Yeah, he got him a bloody nose real early. Yeah. Like. And then, yeah, just the rest of the matches was fine, I guess. It was a match. Then, yeah, it was, it a, was match. a match. It, it, was, it was a match. And it was all in service, of course, of building to the Exhibition Championship match. I guess. Yeah, so, and I guess Saban and Joe are going to be on the card, too, sorta. for yeah. No Surrender. Yeah, that was, uh, I think that was the first match announced for No Surrender, mm-hmm. was Samoa Joe versus Chris Saban. Yeah, Which, I, so. I mean, of course, at this point, anything to get him and Michael Shane away from each other. Yeah. Even if it means he has to die to Samoan Joseph. Yeah, Mr. Undefeated win streak Samoan Joseph. Yeah. So then they cut to the back with Terry Taylor, and he's with Cassidy Riley. Uh, he thanks Raven for keeping Abyss from murdering him despite breaking his fucking hand. Yeah, I was very confused about this, because he was thanking, he was thanking Raven, and I was like, why are you thanking him? Didn't he fucking... Break your and literally, literally what couple Terry couple Taylor of... said. Yeah, he's like he nah, he literally it's... broke your hand. He's like, nah, he he fucking he showed me that pain is what needed to happen to me. And it's like, oh brother, you talking about destiny and shit? Like, yeah, come well, on yeah, now, because, brother. I mean, masochist Cassidy Riley. Well, Cassidy Riley yeah. is also wearing what a fucking like a shell necklace looking thing and a tie dye shirt. Like this guy's yeah, the flock. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's clearly what they're going for is a Ravens flock in yeah DNA with Cassidy Riley, Buck Quartermain, maybe Lex Lovett, and David Young. Oh yeah, well, like Cassidy a, Riley no. is my favorite jobber, but uh, I wasn't expecting this. Yeah, become one of Ravens bitch boys. 
This definitely threw me for a loop. I don't remember this at all. True. So then we move on to Simon Diamond and Triton with an A versus Apollo and Sonny Siaki. Now, I know that on our Twitter, at TOPROSPOD, you, Marquise, were expecting to have a conversation about... The conversation we've always had? Yes. Yes. Let me tell you <laughs> something right now. Let me tell you something, brother. Do Jack. <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> this week, and you can see it in my notes right now if you want, I wrote... Sonny Siaki doesn't have the rock looking tights or boots anymore. No. Nope. He doesn't look like the rock this week. <laughs> he finally stopped being racist. <laughs> no, he's Sonny Siaki simply stopped copping the rock's look. No, they look nothing alike at all. I'll be honest. The biggest thing that reminded me of Siaki is the way he throws punches. He absolutely does the rock punches when he like fucking steps into it. Basically holds his hand back into the slap and then into the fist. That's the thing that reminded me most of him, like, with The Rock. I never... Look, man. I just... And I it was the boots and the tights. Yeah, I agreed. I was never... And the boots. Yeah, he had the rock tights and the boots, brother. I. And if that's, if that's wrong, I'm sorry. I'm not. I stand by what I said. Don't see it. I saw it. I don't see it this week. However, I will yeah. say, Apollo <laughs> still looks like Batista. Don't see it. <laughs> God almighty, dog. Don't see it. I, don't uh, I will say there was a lot of shit. Like, I just got to say before we even get into the match, Simon Diamond comes out with Triton, right? And I looked at his trunks. He literally has the Scooby-Doo dog tag, <laughs> like, on his trunks. Yeah. Like, because his name is that. Simon Diamond. It's SD, just yeah. like Scooby-Doo. And I'm like, hey, I don't... Uh, yeah. It was so. It was just so strange. I'm like, dude, you literally got the Scooby Doo tag on your on your trunks. And I don't know if he meant to do that or if he just that was the shitty font that he could get for his trunks. But Big like, Scoob guy. Big Scoob. it was kind. It was, you know, yeah. He he just likes Scoob. Maybe he likes being with Shaggy. I don't know, dog. It was funny to me that I felt like last week they were really trying to put over this formation of Triton and Simon Diamond, and then they come out first. <laughs> yeah. When they're going against Apollo and Sonny Siaki, and I'm like, okay, well, way to put these guys over. You know, honestly, ugh, I'm upset. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna spoil the end. Fucking, so Triton and Simon Diamond win, and I'm upset about it. Honestly, I am so tired. It was not a good match. Well, here's the thing. I'm oh, tired. Oh, it's fucking I'm terrible. So tired of Sonny Siaki and Apollo being a jobber tag team. The only thing that I really remember. Was um, Triton? I forgot who it was. It might have been, uh, might have been Sonny Siaki. No, it might have been Apollo. Either way, he kicked one of them so fucking hard in the head, dude. <laughs> like he was going for a big boot, and he kicked him so fucking hard in the top of the I head. I think it was Apollo, shit. bro. I think it was Apollo. Oh, I had that man. written down in my notes too. I was like, damn, so he really shoe kicked him. Damn, yeah, just right in the top of the head. I was like, holy shit, man. Um. The notes I had for this match were basically Apollo hits, I think, Simon Diamond with, like, the worst power slam I've ever seen. It's like a fucking Dustin Rhodes power slam where it's not fast at all. It's very, like, oh, yeah. I need to grab you, spin you, and then drop you with your leg exposed. Sonny Siaki hit a dope Northern Lights suplex. And then, yeah, I wrote in my notes, 
This match seems so disjointed. And Triton hits a fucking F5 that they call the T3, the which T3. I thought was hilarious. Yeah, the tier three I was legit laughing. <laughs> and my father sub. was... <laughs> tier three sub. Yeah, Triton was a tier 3 sub to... Uh... Pokemane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Pokemane and... Uh, I don't know. Who are, Valkyrie. Uh... Sure. Yeah, and Sasha Gray. True. Oh my On, god. In 2005? Close. <laughs> True. True. Close yeah. to being a tier three sub to Sasha Gray. True. Um, Shouts out. And then this match ends, and I'm like, man, I'm with Andrew, dude. I want Sonny Siaki and Apollo to not be a jobber tag team anymore, well, man. Fuck up because look how big they are. Like, they're huge. Triton is so green, dude. Like, so And Triton is green as I mean, he's only in the business for four years total, and I think this is his second or third year, so. He's not going to be around for long. Mm-hmm. I mean, I specifically wrote in my notes that I thought Triton was so fucking goddamn green in this match. He's just so He bad. looked horrible. He looked so awful. Like, the the F5 didn't look that bad. But, no, everything, but everything else, else was yeah. pretty <laughs> fucking bad. actual work. Literally everything bad. else, yeah. Yeah, literally everything, but... Reason, oh, yeah, the, the move that you practice the most. Yeah, the only reason it looked good is because he can take a back bump. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. It. That's it. True. That's all it takes. So then we move on to another tag match as we have the two live crew versus the Outlaw and Monty Brown. Uh, before that match even begins, uh, actually, before the Outlaw well, and Monty Brown even come out. They say the match began. Well, but it didn't. I, yeah, I never heard no, of that. No, it didn't. No, there was no bell ring. Until there was a lot of bell ringing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, of course. Two live crew come out, uh, Conan and Ron Killings. And, you know, Conan does his regular gimmick on the mic. Gotta get the O'Reilly, O'Reilly, whatever. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, man's doing his thing. But, of course, they get attacked from behind by the Outlaw and Money Brown, and they uh, spell out to the outside. Big brawl. And the match gets tossed out by the referee. So, of course, this just tells me the match is going to happen at no surrender. Yeah. They'll probably be on like, yep. a or something. Like a tornado tag match. Uh, they said. Uh, they said in the little card at the bottom for the no surrender card that it, it will be no no DQ. See, well, that's just basic wrestling to me. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. we should do. I agree. So yeah, the match gets tossed out. Bunch of security comes up, not local talent, and uh, bring up the fight. <laughs> not local. T- <laughs> and then we immediately move on to Shocker and the overalls versus Sanjay Dutt. Yeah. Uh, yep. I wrote, first thing my notes was Shocker is wearing the overall, so he's unbeatable. <laughs> On Dude, God, he looks, bro, the one thousand percent guapo overalls I, and I the beanie. This look. was a really weird match. I don't know. I, I really just, like this match. Maybe actually, just the matchup of the people. I don't know. I just thought this was really weird. I mean, this is like the third time I've seen this match. Fair enough. In the last True. six weeks. True. I I had fun with it. There were a lot of like. Just like little arm drags and technical shit that I like because I'm a little mark. I love the little pins and the roll ups and yeah, well, it looked it looked pretty clean. The this match boiled down to what every shocker match is boiled down to, and that's he does his crazy little pin gimmick that Good he does. Lucha yep, he has lucha thing pin gimmick. Uh, yeah, so he pins. I I call it the gamer pin. The gamer. 
The gamer pin. It's just super elaborate. I mean, which one? He's got like three. Games. So okay, okay. I well, I, I called it the octopus stretch into a. Yeah, I called package. it the octopus roll. I called it the octopus roll because he literally does an octopus stretch into the pin. I thought that was dope. Yeah, I popped for it. Like, he's got like nine different yeah, he's got crazy a, pins, yeah. and I gotta steal all of them. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. Definitely gonna have to. That's watch my now, brother. Yeah, definitely gonna have to watch the tapes for sure. Yeah, we're gonna go. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna come back to that. We're gonna have to get the get the wrestling mat out and for do sure. some work. So then we have James Mitchell and Abyss backstage. Just being fucking pervert. Oh, like dude, just being such a fucking weirdo. Yeah. So fucking weird, man. Just being a so sick freak. Weird. Uh, Mitchell's talking about the upcoming no surrender dog collar match between Abyss and Raven at the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Basically, a whole bunch of right, you say. You don't want Abyss to quit, but it's you who's going to be wishing that blah, 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 because Abyss is going to fuck you in the ass and submit you when he breathes yeah, you. Yeah, dude, I was like, what? What? What he, when he breathes you and then leave you yeah. crippled? Yeah, I mean, he was genuinely talking about this more weird shit. Like, yeah, he's weird, like, weird, weird fucking gonna sexualized fuck shit, yeah, man. He, he was really saying, yeah, he's going to fuck you and dude, like... It's so weird. It's just so, it's I, just think, so I think I said it the last time I was on it's this so pod. Weird. Uh, we were talking about submissive and breedable. Fucking submissive and breedable ain't shit compared to 2005 TNA when yeah, fucking James Mitchell's yeah. in there talking about breeding the fuck out of Raven. Jesus fuck, dude. Yeah, the dog collar match is gonna fucking he's gonna wrap that chain around and fucking make him his bitch. Yeah, was it before this that they yep. uh, showed the recap of when all those eight security dudes and our local talents assisted, assisted <laughs> strangle Raven. Assisted killing Raven, dog. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. all just hoping to pull him. Yeah. Die. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, he was simply training him. True. Simply. <laughs> so we get a, a promo package building towards AJ Styles versus Sean Waltman with Jerry Lynn as a special guest referee. And they had Jerry Lynn in this, like, poorly lit room with the shitty like a, audio. Or some bullshit. Like, From they were like, hey, Jerry, we need office. you to record this. And he was like, oh, okay. I have no time. I will simply record this in the back of the television taping. Or some bullshit. Yeah, someone fucking whipped out their hot, brand new Blackberry and took a phone video of him. And they, I don't know, they just ran it. Same audio, too. I was like, what? It was so poorly lit. Like, there was, like, heavy shadows covering <laughs> Jerry Lynn's eyes. Like, I thought he was going to kill himself or something. <laughs> yeah. It was Jesus. Really yeah, and he's just building a Wallman and AJ. Talking about, like, oh, I, I respect both of these guys. I'm really excited to be back in the ring. He almost talks like he's, like, getting in the ring with them. I'm like, yo, make this a triple threat. Make me care. Like we see Jerry yeah, Lynn honestly, in the ring, but he's. Would, I would care more if I saw Jerry Lynn in this match. The way he I was agree talking made it sound like it was going to be a triple threat, but you know he's the special guest referee, so whatever. Yeah, I mean, he even said, you know, I'm pretty excited to get back in the ring with these two men. I haven't been in the ring with Waltman in you know 10, 12 years. Yeah, I fucking pile drive some motherfuckers. Screw job, probably. I'm sure. Yeah. Yep. So then we move on to the main event, which is Team Canada. This time, uh, Bobby Roode, A1. A1 Steak Sauce, yeah. Alistair Rouse. Yeah. I had no idea who this fucking guy is. He must be, uh, dude, I legit. He must be, uh, he must have cut back on his chicken. <laughs> I always More forget this motherfucker's name. I always forget his name, and then I hear Don Wester Mike Tanay saying, I'm like, oh yeah, that's A1. 
And then I go back to forgetting. Yeah, so it's Team Canada versus Sean Waltman and AJ Styles. And this is super weird to me because uh, at the beginning of my notes, I said, I don't, I clearly don't expect AJ and Waltman to work together for too long. Yeah. But yeah. it turns out that they were completely cohesive yeah, just fine. all the way to the finish. Yeah, they're, they're just good. Yeah. Perfectly fine. Yeah. yeah, so a bunch of shit. Uh, Rude tags in, chokes AJ while the ref isn't looking for literally whatever reason. Uh, AJ tries to fight back, gets cut off. Pele kick to A1, he hot tags. Waltman, Rude cuts him off with a power slam, it all breaks down. Bunch of shit starts happening. Waltman accidentally takes out Styles with, uh, I don't know, was a super kick or some shit. Some shit. Yeah. yeah. And then Rude hits a Northern Larry on Waltman to win, and then after the match, Styles gets in Waltman's face about attacking him during the match. And he's like, I didn't fucking mean to do that, dude. And as soon as AJ starts walking away, he gets attacked by Waltman. And then Jerry Lynn tries to break it up. And then they suddenly just cut to Raven backstage on yeah. a set of stairs with some candles. Yeah, and some no, set Raven of stairs with some candles and shit. Talking about he's a sick fuck and he can't wait to get bread and filled with <laughs> Abyss's hot load at No Surrender this upcoming Sunday on pay-per-view. Yeah, really Please buy it. A, really wants that baby batter at this pay-per-view. He's going to get it. And that is yeah. how they go off the air for the July 15th episode of TNA Impact. I wonder how many buys this pay-per-view ended up. Into I, I, well, I would I guess look, not many. Yeah, we'll, I can look it up for next yeah, week. We'll, we'll look into that. We'll talk yeah. About it. Yeah, we'll talk about it for the pay-per-view show. Um, but yeah, that was I also a, just uh, want to, I, I just want to say on that Raven promo, I literally heard nothing but Suicide references in that promo talking about toasters and literally talking about toasters and bathtubs i'm like man this is some edgy fucking <laughs> i want to fuck this man and then kill him shit like it was so yeah. weird man like i love raven i really do like i had no problem with it i'm just like yeah his promos are just really just angsty. It's so angsty in this this uh this era of tna yeah it's it's 90s promo Raven in 2005. What everyone's yeah, work. everyone's on their antidepressants already, yeah, so he doesn't need to be talking like this anymore. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, see, back in the 90s, no one believed in depression yet. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so it didn't matter. Yep, it matters. But yeah, that was exactly. an overall mundane go home show to no surrender, which we of course will review on this podcast next week. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Listen, buddy, you don't get a choice. I'll drag <laughs> your ass into this recording studio, brother. The hell are you going to do about me? I'll figure it out. I'll send, I'll send the man. <laughs> okay. I'll oh, send for oh, the man. Don't you fucking dare. Don't you dare. You I'm just going to be sleeping at like 2 o'clock in the morning. My world. <laughs> My world. Yeah, I'm going to bust, yeah, bust down your door and beat you over the head with a shoe guitar. Jesus. That's what you get for not watching the damn pay-per-view, son. We got a duty to do. Duty. Yeah, and we all know the people want to hear it, man. Do it for these do they, people. Do they really, though? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe. Look, bro, shit's going to get good in, like, a few months. It's all right. So long. I mean, we got Samoa Joe, so, you know, one of the pieces is already there. And we're just waiting for the next one. And then the next yeah. one. And then the next one. And then all of a sudden we're going to be in 2010 and I'll be having a fucking blast. 
<laughs> God, no. No! Yeah, and... 2026, 2027 when we're reviewing 2010 TNA. Yeah, I can't wait till 2030 when we're finally at the Aces and Eights. My God. And that'll be the finale yeah, of this podcast. Yep. 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 Yeah, we'll, we'll, that'll be the finish. Yeah, no, no, no. We'll go through the entire Aces and Eights just to watch, you know, Marquis suffer. <laughs> the first nine months were good. It's, yes. It's, no, I agree with you. The second nine months that weren't good. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's gonna be the fun part. Agreed. Agreed. I'm gonna talk about how horrible impact gets for the next year. <laughs> Jeez. Because AJ leaves. Ah! Okay. Well, um. That said, that's TNA, and we as a collective here and taking liberties have uh, decided that maybe be in the interest of saving us the trouble doing more concurrent retro reviews yeah. for the sake of uh, the storytelling and also saving us the trouble of having to re-explain things from over a month ago. Yep. So yep. with that True. being said, this week we watched episode three of WWF tough enough. Uh, subtitled The Rules of the Game. Yes. Let me tell you, man, after watching that fucking TNA show, looking at the title of this episode on my Peacock app, Breath of Fresh I was air. so excited. I was like, finally, <laughs> finally, we're here. I mean, genuinely, this is the episode we've done it all for. And as we continue on, I will simply continue to miss. The time when Triple yep. H fucking roasted like 13 people. Yeah. Literally shooting on every fucking buddy. Any cut. The greatest oh, shit. We'll get there. So, episode opens with a fast montage of the contestants working out pumping iron at the WWF headquarters in Stanford. Doing their doing their, uh, their, their, their benches and their, their pectoral flies and, you know, yes. whatever. Yes. Yes. So then we see some of them on the phone talking about how some of the others are starting to crack. They're not really feeling this shit anymore, kid. Uh, yep. Also, that Daryl guy sucks. Yeah, Daryl's a <laughs> fucking bitch. Dude, Daryl fucking is such a pussy. I literally <laughs> wrote it in my notes four times. Daryl a pussy. Like, yeah. he's such a wuss, and it pisses me off. Yeah, so uh, we also see that Jason is really honing in on his training. Jason is a... The big Mr. Clean guy. Yeah. I think they literally called him that at the casting. They said, oh, you're Mr. Clean. <laughs> Mr. Clean guy, he's dog. He's probably he's bald and white. It's probably the, in the best <laughs> shape. Well, not in the best ring shape. but Best physical best shape. shape. He, 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 looks like, he looks like a fed guy. He's big and he has muscles. Yeah. And he cannot wrestle. Not ugly. Yeah. Yep. True. Uh... A lot of people are starting to kind of look to him for some uh, some training advice. So you know, look at, get looking good, brother. Right, gotta get those yep. gains. Uh, you look big. Uh, so then we cut to them at the tracks, the training facility, and out of the locker room exits Triple H. Ah! They go looking man, the so edit, big. 
the edit they put he together loved... for Triple H when he edit when he came in. Oh my god, yep. the shot. No, the edit was, was so crazy. good, he dude. Monstrous, dude. dude he, he, I look, man. I might need to put that on Twitter. <laughs> he, yeah, he was about to rip out of his shirt. His fucking <laughs> like, his the under of his biceps looks like they had yeah. looked like they had fucking biceps. I was yeah. like, I mean, this man was... looks fucking ripped. Yeah. Like I, if that was me, I would have taken a shit. I would have literally shat my pants and gone home. I, I wouldn't have fucking. Whoa. Good lord. Somebody did. True. True. Yeah. So you know, Triple H enters. He gets a ton of shine from the edit, of course, because he's fucking Triple H. Of course, it's fucking Triple H, dog. And he, he starts working these kids oh, immediately. Absolutely. The first. It's so the good, first dude. Comes out of his mouth, he's just working these kids. It's like, oh, you feeling hurt? <laughs> Who can't go today? Who can't get Who's in that ring and wrestle today? Who's sore? Everyone's sore? Yeah. Who can't go today? Who can't get in this ring? Who can't get in this ring with me right now? And wrestle today. Of course, no one raises their hands because they're not stupid. All right. But, uh, no, it's, all right, get in the ring. Can't believe you missed Boom. the big fucking deal. Oh, yeah. Big fucking deal. Oh, yeah. Man. Big fucking deal. Uh, you hurt? You hurt? Sucks. Shit. Who cares? Honestly, it's yeah. like, fuck you. So, they get so good, day, dude. You bump, you hurt. You gotta get up, do the next day. Blah blah blah. I'm sure you guys have heard the speech. Of yep. course, I'm sure we'll put something. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll do something. I'm sure uh, yeah, we'll put yeah. Something at the start, so you understand this. The shit. If you haven't heard it, go out of your way to find this. Yeah, problem. go out of your way. If you got, if you got the cock of pee, go watch yeah, it. If not, yeah, you sure. could definitely find it on YouTube. If you, yeah. Or Twitter, but you won't see the exclusive True. footage that they put in. On oh yes, yeah, where, oh, yeah the exclusive Lord. footage of him just shitting on these even people. more. Yeah, cutting a shoot promo on Goldberg. <laughs> True, <laughs> he cut yeah. Oh, yeah. a fucking four minute yeah. promo on Bill Goldberg okay. in front of these kids. Yeah, that was worth. Wait, wait. Bef- so before they get to that, right? Fucking. So the kids get in the ring or whatever, and they start taking bumps, and H is like, "Yeah, good job, nice." Nice, good job. Daryl goes to take a bump, and he's like, "Hey, you, you're you're nuts hanging out of your your pants. You got a hole in your pants." I'm yeah, like, "Oh my god, Daryl, you literally are the worst, dog." Took a flat back. Yeah, he took well, a shitty bump. Took a really shitty. Took flat a back. shit fucking flat back. And yeah, he's like, you know, no, you gotta dig a hole. One of your nuts is hanging out of your shorts. So, <laughs> like that that bothered me. I'm yeah. like, yo, this man is here to fucking work. It is so good. And yeah. then, so yeah, they 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 cut to uh, la- so last week when Taz was there, Taz tore down uh, a poster of Goldberg. I th- I believe it was Jason who added up uh, the big old muscle head. Yeah, because they focused yeah. on him a lot with the camera. Yeah, yeah, this was like his episode or whatever. And well, yeah. he was like, he was like, yeah. So, so your idol is a guy who's been in the business for less than a year, and when he gets hurt, when he tears it, when he has a hangnail, he, hangnail he, go, he goes home, yeah. goes home for three months. When he doesn't like the booking. Yeah, yeah. That's what he said. When, he's, when the yeah, storyline's not going his shoot, way, fuck him. He cuts em. a shoot promo. Uh, in character, cuts a shoot promo. Yeah. On Bill Goldberg. Shitting on Bill it was Goldberg. so yeah. good, dude. Oh, it was incredible. This promo was fucking fantastic. It's so fucking incredible. I was, I popped so hard for it. It was, it was just really, really fun, really fun to watch. And then, you know, 
so after H is done with them or whatever, you know, some of the guys, are, I, I think his name was Greg. Greg was like, oh, yeah, that's my fucking dude. That, that shit awesome. inspired me. That I was awesome. And then, and then, so right after H leaves the ring, Daryl fucking dude. puts uh, Victoria into a fucking headlock. His literal so, like, words were, his literal words were, well, I know her neck has been hurting, so I put her in a headlock. <laughs> Yeah, her like, neck, dude, her neck been hurting. And she probably has a dick. bro. She probably has a concussion still sure from yeah. the shitty bumps she took in the first dude, two episodes. The fucking bumps from like episode two that she was taking. I would not be surprised if she had multiple concussions because they were that bad. They were really and bad. yeah, so he's like, "Oh yeah, I just wanted to lighten the mood, man." And then it's like, yeah, by and then to her with an injury. Yeah, they cut to her and she's like, yeah, he's like a fucking child and he doesn't know when to stop. And I'm like, get this man off the show, dog. So, like, it's fucking horrible. This is when they say that he's 25. He's the oldest man yep. on the couch. And then I think, yep. wow. Age looks rough on these people, huh? Like, yeah. Before, like, 2005, you looked old at you 20. You looked just so old at 20. I don't know what that was about. It's just these people. People are tired, man. They're aging pretty roughly. Yeah, like I still look like how I did like freshman year minus facial hair. Dude, I literally look the same that I looked freshman year, and I'm fucking twenty years old. Like, shit makes no sense. I mean, I wouldn't say I looked the same because I was like four eleven my freshman year. Jesus Christ, Damn, bro! Damn, I was five eight by eighth grade. I mean, I've been four three my whole life, but five seven or <laughs> whatever in the bed. Yes, sir. Uh, so yeah, so they so they cut to fucking the the boys going out partying, and uh, I forget which girl it is. It's either Victoria or is it Bobby Joe? The one Bobby... that says she likes dancing. Oh, yes. Yeah, she... she oh yeah. <laughs> she's been dancing since three years old, and she says, "I like having tits." You know, I literally she literally said, I like having big breasts. It's like, oh, OK. I mean, she literally did admit that she wanted to be in Playboy. So like, yeah, yeah and like she, she she's obviously not there to wrestle. She's she's there to fucking do the, the diva gimmick, the, yeah, the, the prototypical diva gimmick, which is fine. Um, But yeah, so they cut to a lot of her dancing. And then, you know, Greg has a good conversation about like being cut. Uh. And I was like, man, like I'm starting to actually feel for this dude. Like I almost you, want him to win. Do you think they're passing around painkillers at the nightclub? Oh, absolutely! No, yeah, no. They literally said, "Hey, you need some Advil? I have ibuprofen, like yeah. shit like that." But they were absolutely they not that? Advil. They were popping. Per- yes, well, yes. They, they said, episode, "I." So I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, they did in an episode two. If they didn't do it here, I might be getting my episode. I think it was episode up. two, but I have a feeling they weren't popping no mollies. They were popping. Advils and Tylenols. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were definitely not popping Percocets or Vicodin Maybe. or any of that shit. Possibly. So they have the Vicodin. All you gotta do is know the right people. They are in New York. True. Yeah, and it, it's so it was so easy to get drugs back then. So, um, but they cut back to the house, and Chris and Nydia not AJ are... Styles Chris. Yeah, this is other Chris and other Chris. Oh, Chris is l- so they're well, just hanging out. A pretty cool guy. Yeah, like they were having a good conversation. She's like, "Oh yeah, no, like Chris has like trust issues and relationship issues." And I'm like, "Oh damn." 
and yeah, like she starts they, trying to play fucking therapist. Yeah, and then Chris fucking puts her in a headlock and in the hot tub. Her. Yeah, like, and then first, like first, is fucking drowning her. At first, they shows them on the couch. You know, they have yep. a really cool conversation, or whatever. And then they go into the hot tub. Uh, what's buddy's name? Jason, bald guy. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah bald guy. Jason. Yeah. Jason's like, uh, kind of. Well, he like cast himself aside, really. Yeah, because I guess Jason has a girlfriend. Yeah, or something like that. And he doesn't really, you know, this whole arc or the whole arc of this episode is him, and he doesn't really. Triple H's words are getting to him, you know, being away from your family 200, 250 days a year. So he's a big family guy. So he said to uh, wife's at home. What's she doing? Don't know. Is that home? What's he doing? Is that home? Don't know. Now you gotta get home. You gotta be super, super mom, dad. super dad, super husband, yep. super wife. True. Anyway. True. So, after everyone leaves the hot tub, there's uh, Chris and Nydia. And this dude's being a fucking weirdo. Yeah, they're and... listening to music on the couch, and he's like, I'm getting horny. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? He straight up horny. on the couch said, I'm getting horny. And she was like, ew, like, get away from me. Like, yeah. like very playfully. And I was like, yo, you should actually tell him to get away from you. That's just yeah. fucking. All right. So, yeah, Lord. When, they're the, when they're in the hot tub, it's just the two of them. After he's already told that he's getting horny. And he's being a huge asshole. And, yep. you know, they're getting or she's like kind of. They're just talking and she's getting close and they're getting playful and they're getting a bit playful. And he attempts to, you know, dunk her head under the water. And she's saying, no, I don't want that. No, I don't want that. And she said, okay, I'll do it. But I'm choosing to do it. Not because, you know, whatever. So she does it. You know, he's away from her. And then she goes under the water. And he just fucking forces her dead. Or forces her head under the water. And it's like, all right, this dude's being a fucking weirdo. And then she resurfaces. And then he... Puts her head back down under the water. And he keeps holding her there. he keeps holding it. And then she gets out of the hot tub. And then he says, and I quote, (laughs) he said, get too close to me if you're a girl. I don't know. You just need to back up. (laughs) What What does that that mean? mean? (laughs) He's a lady killer. What does that mean, brother? Dude, you literally sound like a fucking serial killer, dude. Like, <laughs> I was so like I I legit got so angry. Yeah, like so, I had to pause yeah. the episode and like when they were in, yeah when they were in the hot tub you know we were talking about the trust issues and you know he was like you know the old me he would have been stepped on or whatever that's some cool me got to be an asshole or whatever and he's yeah and it's, it's like weirdo. it's your fucking prototypical like oh yeah no women just hate me like if you, if you're a woman I'm gonna take it like take literally take advantage of you. And she literally, like, Nydia's like, oh, yeah, no, no means no. So I'm going to distance myself from him for a little while. I'm like, you should distance from him forever. Fuck well, this dude. She, the way she put it is that she thinks he's putting up a front because yeah. uh, he's been hurt. I mean, that's so fair. But, but like, like, but yeah, he tries to murder her. Yeah. So she fucking leaves the hot tub. I was like, dude, this guy's fucking a freak. Weird. Yeah. And, and, bro, the footage they had of this Chris dude resonating in the hot tub after yeah, she left. Like, he had both so his arms weird. up. He was real low in the water with a fucking pouty face. Like, it was like Kurt Angle in the corner. It was real fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, literally doing the grrr. Like, <laughs> come on, dog. <laughs> really fucking doing Kurt yell type shit. Like, he was so perked up over fucking drowning this woman. Trying to drown this woman. It was so weird, dude. 
Yeah, real weird guy. So yeah. then Jason calls uh, his mom back home, and she asks him how his mind is hard are, and he doesn't really know because he he clearly wants to go back home to his family, his friends, but he's conflicted. He really wants to yep. do his wrestle shit, but he really he wants also to... really wants to be a Family Guy. Yeah. So then we cut to the morning. Jason calls back home again and talks candidly about wanting to get married and be having the rest of his life with the the, the side interview people or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah, I want to go home and, you know, I can get married in three months and be happy for the rest of my life or whatever. And I was like, okay, bro. Yep. He did say that. Yep. Uh, so John Gubrick comes to the house. He's uh, the pro- one of the producers of Tough Enough. And uh, he comes to the house and Jason tells him uh, privately – that he isn't interested in the lifestyle, the lifestyle yeah. that comes with being a professional wrestler. He's like, if he's a, you guys said that if there's anyone here that doesn't want the lifestyle to stop wasting your time, and I'm here to tell you that I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste your time. So he eliminates himself. Yep. So yep. that being said, they have the chat, and Jason starts to pack up his things to head home. And Chris Nowinski says though, that he respects that Jason is family oriented and whatnot, but he doesn't look at life that way. Because, God damn it, I'm going to be a wrestler, baby. Oh. True. Yep. And he changed several businesses forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl, of course, is a selfish asshole. Yes. Says, well, damn, if, just, if Jason's leaving, I guess it just means I have a better chance of winning this competition. Like, damn, that's what you're... Okay, bro. That's really what you're taking away from this. Okay, dog. Like That's pretty selfish, bro. I get wanting to win. I do. But, dick. Well, yeah, even some of the other yep. people were like, well, yeah, I mean, I know he was a competitor, but it just sucks to see him go out this way. Mm-hmm. And then Daryl was just like, all right, bro, he's fucking I'm going to win this shit. Yeah, yes, sir. Like, damn. Right, yeah, like, okay, dude. And so then we cut later that day to the tracks. Uh, Al Snow takes the extra chair left behind by Jason and puts it up against the wall, setting precedent for a ritual, which we will see as more contestants are eliminated from the show. We get a montage of the contestants training in the ring and on some mats on the ground. And then at the end of the episode, we get a wall of text just talking uh, about... Yeah. Oh, yes, H sir. On the, on Literally the putting episode, him over. Yeah, on the May 21st episode of Monday Night Raw, Triple H suffered a, a fucking... He, su- he suffered a career-threatening injury when he severely... Tore or ruptured, ruptured his uh, quadricep, his right? Quadricep, yeah, yeah. And then at and the the last was... line is, of course, but Triple H still finished the match. <laughs> it's like, God yeah, damn, damn right, <laughs> God damn right, he did. So, Holy uh, shit! No matter who this episode was about, it was really about Triple H. You don't give a speech like that and then not finish the match, like you know. <laughs> It's, I guess you could say it was my time. He was see, they were simply trying to let the audience know that Triple H wasn't talking bullshit. True. When he was talking about, hey, well, listen, brother, I don't come out of the match when you're hurt, brother. Yeah, you know, he's like, shit. he's like, you got to know when to duct tape it and when to go to the hospital. So I guess yeah. he knew when to go to the hospital. Forced upon him because he blew out his goddamn quad. Because I mean, they, <laughs> yeah. they probably because I mean. They did the casting special in like I don't know January, I would say. Probably. And so this is probably like March, February, something like that. Something yeah, like so, that, probably. So, you know, 
couple months before this all happened. So they simply wanted to tell you that he was walking the talk that he talked and walked. Yep. Yeah. And that was episode three of Tough Enough One. I think this is from 2002? One? 2001? 2001, 2002, one of those. I think it's 2001. Maybe. Uh, something like that. Uh, what Rumble was yeah, it? Yeah, it had to be because um, Triple H missed the invasion. <clears throat> so. Oh, so true. Oh, that would have been completely different. <laughs> I would have yeah, I would have. Completely differently. <laughs> it would have been him beating all these fucking jabronis single-handedly. I feel like it probably would have been him and uh, DDP. Yeah, true. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah, true agent DDP, huh? Right. Yeah, that's true. With that being said... This has been the 31st yes, episode episode 31 of the Taking Liberties Parasic Podcast. We've been your hosts, Andrew, Marquise, and of course, Max, the third man. The third man. Who is he? The third man is Max. We love that guy. Yes, sir. Who signs the on? I'm fucking taking liberties, baby. You know what it is. Thank you very True. much for being with us, Max. We can't wait to see you again next week. Yes, sir. Always a good time. Always a pleasure to be here. Always good to be taking liberties. You can find us on Twitter at TOProRestPod. You can also throw some money our way if you're feeling extra generous. Patreon.com forward slash TOProRestPod. We're on a million podcast platforms. Yada, yada, yada. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave an Apple review. You jabroni. I'm telling you to do it right now as you're listening to this. You can also find us on Bullhorn. Yes, sir. And of course, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. We love you for sticking around with us. And we're up. We'll see you next time. Yes, sir.